Real Presence Live. Religion has understood things about the way humans function long before science was able to prove anything. Local. It's always important for all of us to kind of look externally and say, what about these family? They are just like the Holy Family. They're experiencing the same persecution. Engaging. Jesus wants to be with us. I always think of that as at the heart of the Eucharist. Live. A mystery then of the rosary allows us to see a teaching of the church, but to be able to go deeper within that teaching. Good morning. I'm Heather Carroll. And I'm Dr. Chris Bergwald. And thank you for joining us on Real Presence Live. We're broadcasting this morning from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Sunny Sioux Falls today. Sunny Sioux Falls. And we're hosting from... We should do a musical sometime, Heather. Never mind. Okay. Where, where are we hosting from? The banquet. <laughs> the banquet. The banquet. You almost went musical again on me there. I know. I could yeah. have. Okay. I chose not to. But All right. Before we get too far, Dr. Bergwald, would you mind leading us in prayer? Sure. So today is the Feast of St. Bridget of Sweden, who um, since 1999 has been one of the co-patronesses of Europe. Uh, she lived, though, back in the 14th century. Uh, got a great story. We might have a chance to talk to her a little, a little bit later in the show, but Heather, I thought it might be uh, great to start um, by praying. Not so much, well, we'll invoke your intercession, but this is the opening prayer collect from Mass today that I thought we could start with. So let's begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. O God, who guided St. Bridget of Sweden along different paths of life, and wondrously taught her the wisdom of the cross, as she contemplated the passion of your Son, grant us, we pray, that walking worthily in our vocation, we may seek you in all things. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. St. Bridget of Sweden, pray, pray for, for us. us. The Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Well done. Since I forgot. That's, <laughs> I didn't say anything. <laughs> that was the, I didn't say a word, Heather. Hey. Well, welcome, and you are listening to Real Presence Live. As we said before, I'm Heather Caro. And, and I'm Dr. Chris Bergwald. And we're your hosts this morning. It's been a while, Dr. Bergwald. Yeah, since you and I hosted it. I know. April yeah. or May. Yeah. It's been a while, yeah. but I'm glad that you're back for... I know you were with Father Tim. I, w- I was time. here when you weren't, so I, know. I, I won't talk about that anymore. We won't talk about it anymore. Yeah. But we have a really exciting show for this we morning, do. and I'm really excited for a lot of our guests. But let's go to Aaron up in Fargo. He's going to way tell us. Way up in Fargo. Way up there. Way up there. Way up there. Going to tell us what's going on this morning. Absolutely. Thank you so much, guys. This, this really is going to be a fun show. We're looking forward to talking with Madeline Shields from the banquet to talk about how faith and food really come together for the good of the soul. Then we'll have Father Tyler Madsen during our straight talk right uh, right after we honor our fathers during our Honor Our Father segment. We'll also have Dave Elkier to talk about the summit coming up in the Diocese of Rapid City. We'll have Dr. Edward Shree to come on and talk about his presentation at the Thirst Conference coming up here in October. And we'll also have Emily Leadham from the Diocese of Sioux Falls to talk about chastity and marriage. That's a thing. All this and more right here on Real Presence Live. Heather, doctor. Awesome. Thanks, Aaron. Thank you. Wow. This is an exciting morning for me because I know all of our guests. You. Everybody... (laughs) 
know, you know Dr. Shree? Well, he actually went on World Youth Day with the Rapid City Diocese oh. and Bishop Charles Chaput was yes. with us. Tim Gray was yes. with us and um, Sean Innerst. Okay. And they all joined us on the trip. And so I don't know him, know him, but I can always walk up to him and say, hey, we were on the same trip yes, together. Yes, you, you can say that on the air today if you want to when we talk. I could. Yeah. Maybe I'll let him know that. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, and Dave Elkier was also, I went to school with his son in Rapid City. So anyway, moving right along. Madeline Shields is patiently waiting. Good morning, Madeline. Good morning. Hi, Madeline. I think this is awesome that you're here at the banquet today. Well, and we have decided to go out and be with the people, you know. We have the equipment that we're able to travel around with the radio station and be where the people are, and so we're excited to be here at the banquet. Now, just real briefly for those, because we, we span a large yep. area... What is the banquet in Sioux Falls? Well, what the banquet is, is we are a feeding ministry. And a lot of times, um, if you go to a big city, and maybe even not a, a big city, people would call what we do here a soup kitchen. Mm-hmm. But we are nothing like a soup kitchen. We are a feeding ministry. And why we call it a feeding ministry is because when we open our doors, we invite in our guests. So everyone who comes to the banquet to eat is a guest of the banquet. Every meal that is served here is served by a volunteer group, and that group commits to cooking the meal, serving the meal, eating with our guests at a community table, and covering the cost of the groceries for that meal. And so it really brings the community inside our doors not as two separate people, but as one person. They come together, and by the time that they are uh, finished eating a meal together, they realize that they have so much more in common than a person who is serving a meal and eating a meal. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the distinction. I was really intrigued by how you started, Madeline. This isn't um, a soup kitchen, and then you went on because in a soup kitchen, it's more of what you just said. You get the the people serving the meal, people eating the meal, but the goal here because it's a ministry, a feeding feeding ministry, a feeding that, ministry. How you it? um, it's more of that that coming together with one community as opposed to the two groups, right? And you know, <clears throat> the the banquet started. This concept uh, is rare among um, soup kitchens or feeding ministries, and when um, way back when. Uh, there was a hunger problem in Sioux Falls um, in the early 80s, and it was Bishop Paul Dudley who um, brought together city leaders, the businesses, um, the church leaders of all religions, and said, we have a problem in our city, and we need to tackle this problem and come together and help people in need. And that's how the banquet started, and it opened its doors in June of 1985, serving one meal a week. And I always like to ask people this question, how many people do you think showed up for that meal, that very first meal? Ten. Uh, seven. Zero. Zero? <laughs> the volunteers were there. They had cooked the food. Wow. They had, they had promoted it. They had told everyone about it. But people are skeptical. Mm-hmm. There's no such thing as a free lunch, right? We've yeah, all heard right, that, right? Yeah. right? right. So what do they want from me if they're going to feed me? And so the volunteers at that time went out into the the streets. 
they went and found the people who were um, homeless and who are marginalized by society and who were in need and said, come in. We want nothing from you. Come in and eat. And they ended up serving about 40 people that first meal. Okay. So so there's initially nobody, but they went and found They found guests. people and invited them in, and it became um, a feeding ministry. And, you know, today we serve 13 meals a week, and at those meals, you know, we serve anywhere from 500 to 800 meals per day. And is that just at this location? That is at all our, our location. We have a second site that's a temporary location right now uh, where we serve on Tuesday nights and Wednesday nights at the WH Lion Fairgrounds. And that is our temporary location. Um, and we have very exciting news is that we have a second location that is under construction right mm. now in the northwest part of Sioux Falls. And that will serve the needs of families living in poverty in the Hayward school neighborhood sure wow so you when it began i've been in sioux falls since 2002 and the banquet when i was got here then was um downtown sioux falls on phillips avenue is that where it opened originally do you know yes and it was on it was on on main main main, right right yep. yep and it was um it was in a very small location um very dark mm -hmm. um few windows um, people had to line up outside on the sidewalk and the line went out the door and yep. down main avenue yep. and it was very evident that people were standing in line to eat mm -hmm. um, not probably the most dignified situation but it was the best we had at the time um, now we had in 2006 we moved into the building that we're currently in and um, we added on um, an indoor waiting area so that people can come in out of the cold or out of the heat. And our whole premise at the banquet is to treat people with compassion, with dignity, and respect. Mm -hmm. They come here um, in search of food for the body and food for the soul. And we offer that. And our, our volunteers, frankly, are the ones who offer that. So I was here setting up um, to test the equipment for this show this morning. And at the time, we, you had a group of missionary children in from different states, and they travel across serving the country. And one thing that they were curious about was Christianity and bringing Jesus into the work that you do here. And you had a very interesting way of doing it, and I think that it probably serves your guests the best way you can. So explain a little bit about that. Sure. Well, how the banquet works is we have a volunteer group that comes and they start cooking at about two o'clock and then they um, start serving the guests. We open the doors at 6 p.m. and then the guests start coming in. Um, we ask our volunteers to take a break during the evening while they're serving to sit down and share a, a cup of coffee or a meal with our guests and just have a conversation. Uh, and one, one of the questions that, that one of those students has was, well, how do you bring <coughs> Jesus into your serving? And what we do here is at the banquet, it's, it's love in action. Um, because people come from all walks of life and have all kinds of backgrounds and all different religions, what we ask our volunteer groups to do is to treat the guests as Jesus would treat them. Mm -hmm. And so it's all with actions. 
Now, if someone sits down with a guest and, and the guest says, you know, I've had a really hard day, and they say, can I pray with you? And they say, absolutely. That is completely wonderful. I mean, we, we encourage that. But what we do watch out for is, is we want to make sure that when, when the groups are coming in, they're not preaching at right. the guests. And so it's more of an interaction, and it's a one-on-one, or maybe a one or two <coughs> or three people together. Um, but, but the answer that I always give is that our guests see Jesus by the way they're treated when they walk into this door. And that is a kudos to the volunteer groups who come here because they treat our guests with the utmost dignity and respect. And there are no words to describe that feeling. Amen. Well, if you're just tuning in, we're talking with Madeline Shields, and we are broadcasting this morning from The Banquet, which is a mission that serves food and serves the hungry. And when we think about that, we often tend to think about the homeless. Can you talk about the diverse group of people that you see come through the doors? Sure. Uh, Obviously, we do have some homeless people who eat here. Um, That is not the majority of people who come seeking food from the banquet. Um, You know, homelessness is, is kind of difficult to describe. Because a lot of times, you know, most people think of someone homeless, they're sleeping in the park or on a park bench or in their car. And absolutely, those people are homeless. But if a young mother and her two children are staying at her sister's house and sleeping on the couch because they don't have a place to live, she's technically homeless as well. She may have a roof (coughs) over her head and it may be temporary, but she is homeless. And so we serve people from all walks of life, wherever they are at their life at at this time. So yes, we have homeless people. We have so many people who come in and they are working. You see all of the um, men and women and teenagers come in with their bright fluorescent green shirts on because they've been working construction all day. And they come in. Yeah, they come in and they... um, they get um, a meal here as well. We serve people um, who may have plenty of food at home, but they have no one to eat with. Maybe their spouse Ooh. has passed away, and they are lonesome. And so that's why we say we are food for the body and food for the soul. It, so dinner is, you serve dinner um, between the, the locations you have sure. every night? We serve... Uh, 13 meals a week. So we have breakfast at our main location, Monday through Friday. We serve from 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. We serve supper, dinner, um, from 6 until 7.30, Monday through Friday. Okay. And then we serve lunch on Saturday. Okay. We are closed on Sunday. And then at our second feeding site, which is our temporary location at the fairgrounds right now, uh, we serve two nights a week on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. So Tuesdays and Wednesdays, we're serving three meals a day. Two evening meals and one breakfast. Okay. How long have you been with the banquet, Madeline? I've been here 14 years. So I, I'm just curious for you, like what's been, I mean, th- this is um, a gift and then there's challenges, you know, it's volunteer based and so on. Sure. 14 years. Why are you still at it? You know, because it's not a job. It's a calling. It's a mission. Um, every day you walk through the doors <clears throat> and 
every, you know, every day is going to be a new challenge, if you will. You know, I've done, um, when I started here, I was doing um, the special projects, which, you know, we know when people can't afford food, they can't afford lots of things. And so we do have a school supply project um, called Project SOS. We provide brand new school supplies for children uh, in need, and it's Head Start through um, college age can get a brand new backpack filled with school supplies. Everything here is donated. Um, you know, what I always tell people, you know, people always come and say, I don't know how you do it every day. How do you do it? Um, because they're, our guests are people. They're happy. You know, a lot of people think because if, if people are a little bit down on their luck or if they have some struggles that they're this woe is me, they're right. not. Right. They're, they live their life. They live their life every day. They do the best they can, just like all of us. And what I think our greatest mesh message to get to out to people is that they're no different than we are. They want the exact same thing. They want their kids to be happy and healthy. They want their children to have a roof over their head. They want a great education for their kids. We are all the same, and we all have Amen. the same goal. Amen. Amen. Now, one thing that I wanted to be sure we have time to talk about is, because uh, we only have a couple minutes left already, but I wanted to be sure that we touched on the fact that even during the summertime, people still need to be fed. That's right. We, If, if you go to our website, it's thebanquetsf.org, and um, there's a button that says serve a meal. If you click on that, it shows our calendar. Anything in red means we do not have a group to serve that meal, or we're short on volunteers. And I don't mean to panic you, but there's a lot of red on there. There are, <laughs> uh, almost all of August is red. Wow. So that's a mes message out there that we need to, to get folks in here to serve. Um, we need your groups. If you have a group of five, please please come and serve the banquet. Um, if you have a group of 25, come and serve. We have groups. It takes about 40 people to serve an evening meal um, and about 20 people to serve a breakfast. Breakfast is anywhere between $250 and $350. Uh, evening meal is between, um, starts about $700 to $1,000. We will not turn away any groups with their ability or inability to pay. We need volunteers in here to help us, and we need contributions to support this ministry. We are 100% privately funded. We receive no city, county, state, federal, or United Way funds. So every, every penny helps us. Amen. What's the website so that people can go check that out? TheBanquetSF.org. It's SF is in Sioux Falls, and we would love to have anyone come here even if you want a tour if you're in in sioux falls come for a tour mm -hmm. um and then i also hit the road i go out and i speak so if anyone would like to um have me bring our program to you please contact us at the banquet wonderful thanks Madeline. Thank, thank you thank you for joining us and thanks for being here absolutely happy to Okay, well, coming up next, we've got a break coming, and it'll be Honor Our Fathers after that by seeing who was nominated. Also, do you have a question about the Catholic faith or anything about the world around us? Do you want to stump the priest or Dr. Bergwald? Get those questions ready for a straight talk, and later stay tuned to hear about an upcoming event 
for revitalizing your faith. We'll be right back after this message. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. One very important parish will receive special treatment at the 2020 Built Upon a Rock Fest, including catered lunch on the concert day, meet and greet with the bands, and a special preview performance. Built Upon a Rock Fest is grateful for parish support and wants to give back. All sponsoring parishes will be entered into a drawing, and the VIP will be drawn on stage at the concert on September 14th. For details, check out builtuponarockfest.com. Builtuponarockfest.com. It's the 63rd Annual PRCA Champions Ride Saddle Bronc Match, August 3rd at Home on the Range Arena. Top PRCA Cowboys compete for the title champion and collect thousands in prizes on the world's best bucking horses. Celebrate past champions or join in the live Calcutta of Cowboys on August the 2nd. The Champions Ride August 3rd at Home on the Range Arena. Exit 7 on I-94, east of Beach, North Dakota. Gates open at 10. The excitement begins at 1. Advanced tickets and information at hotrnd.com. Are you thirsting for God's love, His mercy, His forgiveness? You'll find that and so much more at the Thirst 2019 Eucharistic Conference at the Bismarck Events Center, Friday, October 25th through Sunday the 27th. Guest speakers include Dr. Edward Sree, Deacon Harold Burke Sivers, Curtis Martin, and Kendra Tierney. Daily Mass, Adoration, and Confessions are available during the conference. Register now online at bismarckdiocese.com slash thirst2019 and download the Thirst app. Taking what you experience on Sunday in church and applying it during the week at work can be a challenge. This year's Faith and Business Conference is for business owners, managers, and those that seek to integrate their faith into the workplace. This year's conference features world-renowned speakers that will help you take faith principles and turn them into business practices. Learn how to take your Sunday into Monday on Thursday, August 8th at the Ramcota Hotel in Sioux Falls from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. For more information and tickets, go to faithandbusinessconference.com. This is Real Presence Live, where the devil is dumb, Christ is king, and the Catholic faith is taking the place of secular living as the lifestyle of choice. Good morning. Welcome back. I'm Heather Caro. I'm Dr. Chris Bergwald. And that, that epic song... That's- If you're just tuning in, this is Real Presence Live. We're broadcasting from the banquet in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. And that epic Epic music. I wish I had an echo. Means it's time to honor our father. Okay, see, you really need to let the guy do the thing. I did that. Trying to go low. It's time. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta finish. You gotta pull it through. It's time oh to honor our fathers. Let's get ready to honor our fathers. All right. So, okay. So many priests in our listening area, on a serious note, they model and guide us and they bring us closer relationship to our Heavenly Father. Amen. And we want to honor them. I love this. I love each this week. Segment. Yep. I love it that we get to do it this yep. week. Yep. <laughs> Each week on Real Presence Live with a dozen donuts donated by a local business to share with their staff not, not just if to they here, want to. Not to share with the business's staff, to share with the priest and his staff if they want to. I guess. If he wants, if he wants to, to. you know, because a, a, a good father would always share, though, his food. 
Right? One would assume. You would think so. I don't know. Maybe he just is obsessed it's with donuts. a good, good father. It's who so, he is. So <laughs> let us know who you would like to honor each week on Real Presence Live. Mm-hmm. We'll draw a name, and I should specify a priest. We'll draw a name and share stories of great spiritual fathers. So this week we are going to honor... Okay, that's where we need some more epic drum rolls. Uh, Father Anthony <laughs> Craig... Father Anthony Craig, who is the pastor of St. Joseph's Catholic Church in Chisholm, Minnesota, and Our Lady of the Sacred Heart in Buell, Minnesota. Uh, Father Anthony Craig, um, congratulations to you, Father. We're going to be sending Father again a dozen donuts, courtesy of Jacinta Splanskowski of Town and Country Realty, serving the Fargo-Moorhead and surrounding areas. And if you're in the Fargo-Moorhead or surrounding areas and you're looking for a great realtor, the number is 701 Three eight eight three nine four eight again seven zero one three eight eight three nine four eight and Brandon nominated Father Craig and says that Father Anthony Craig has been a pastor at St Joseph's Church in. Chisholm. Chisholm. For the past few years, he's been very adamant about getting new items for St. Joseph's Church, and the Knights of Columbus Council has responded with new items for the altar. He has been supportive of the Knights and has allowed us to use the social hall for the meat bingo. The meat That's bingo. a whole nother discussion yeah. <laughs> that we held this past May. Recently, he had asked the Knights of Columbus Council to take on a project to replace an old American flag with a new American flag because of the old one was faded and torn. So he's a mover and a shaker. He's a mover and a shaker. Yeah, yeah. So thank you, Father, for being the witness uh, that you are to your your parishioners, to the people of your parishes. Um, obviously, uh, Brandon um, has been struck by by Father's yeah. priesthood. So, so. That's it. So if you wanted uh, to nominate a priest, always feel free to call our, our phone number, 877-795-0122. Again, 877-795-0122. Or you can email us, brandon at yourcatholicradiostation.com is where you can nominate your priest for donuts. So again, we'd like to congratulate Father Anthony Craig on being chosen for this week's Honor Our Fathers segment. Also, thanks to our sponsor, Jacinta Splenskowski of Town and Country Realty for helping sponsor today's segment and providing donuts for Father and his staff. That's Jacinta Splenskowski of Town and Country Realty serving the Fargo-Moorhead and surrounding areas. Number is 701-388-3948. And we'll be back after this quick break. Are you thirsting for God's love, His mercy, His forgiveness? You'll find that and so much more at the Thirst 2019 Eucharistic Conference at the Bismarck Events Center, Friday, October 25th through Sunday, the 27th. Guest speakers include Dr. Edward Sree, Deacon Harold Burke Sivers, Curtis Martin, and Kendra Tierney. Daily Mass, Adoration, and Confessions are available during the conference. Register now online at bismarckdiocese.com slash thirst2019 and download the Thirst app. 
taking what you experience on Sunday in church and applying it during the week at work can be a challenge. This year's Faith and Business Conference is for business owners, managers, and those that seek to integrate their faith into the workplace. This year's conference features world-renowned speakers that will help you take faith principles and turn them into business practices. Learn how to take your Sunday into Monday on Thursday, August 8th at the Ramcota Hotel in Sioux Falls from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. For more information and tickets, go to faithinbusinessconference.com. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Good morning, I'm Heather Carroll. And I'm Dr. Chris Bergwald. Thank you for joining us on Real Presence Live. Broadcasting this morning from Sunny Sioux Falls at the Banquet. Banquet. Which is a feeding ministry. We had uh, Madeline Shields on at the top of the hour talking about how this isn't uh, just a soup kitchen where the hungry and the homeless are, 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 are fed and serve meals. This is a ministry where the volunteers and and the guests mm-hmm. come together in a community. One community. I love it. Me I too. love it. Well, Me and too. we know... Well, I hope we do. I I hope I can use this in reference to you also, but that, you know, when you serve and you volunteer and you give to others, usually you're the one going home with, I feel, more than the people that got. Amen. Uh, amen. Received. And you know we don't we, as vol- we don't volunteer in order to get something out of it, right? No. I mean, we serve them, but we do in fact receive in the process. Because then of we would have already received our yeah, and that reward. Be the wrong and I don't want it on uh, earth. Exactly. I want it in heaven. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> they said we don't get to banter very long. Well, today. well. I, I I don't know. I think we we can just do whatever we want to because we're the ones. What are they going to do, Heather? I mean, we're the ones on the air. Are they going to just like dead air it? Yeah, just take yeah. us off. So I don't I don't know. I mean, I mean, maybe Aaron, our engineer, is going to try to interject and move us along at some point. We could go rogue. Know. We could. We could completely go rogue. So we don't have much time. So I don't know. <laughs> are we just are we just going to have inane banter like this until straight talk starts with Father Tyler Matson? Do you think or does do you straight have, talk give make something you nervous? Interesting no, never. You? You just get to sit back. Why does it make you nervous? You're just sitting there watching the priest or the priests or the priest and the I've had moments theologian. of panic. Really? Well. We'll discuss later. Okay, we'll get to that. All it's right. been... It ha- oh. oh! Saved by the digits. Saved by the digits. Okay, folks. Time for straight talk. That's what that means. We're excited to bring you this segment on Real Presence Live. This is your opportunity to share your questions, um, ask questions, share comments and topics related to the faith. When you hear that sound, which you just heard, please call 877-795-0122. Again, 877-795-0122 to call in your questions, or uh, you can always submit your questions to us on Facebook. Facebook. People well, still use that? Yes. Father, people still use Facebook. Well, to put it in a sensitive way, people of a certain generation still use Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Father Tyler Matson is with us in studio at the banquet this morning. Morning, Father. <laughs> yeah, good morning. Great to be here. It's great to have you. So, again, if you. So, got- if you answered yes to that question. <laughs> <laughs> no judgment on Father's part. 
It's not entirely true. I still use Facebook, and the young, young folks still use it. But wow. uh, why are you blushing? But probably your teenagers are not going to be found yeah, on Facebook. They're on no. Instagram or Snapchat yeah. or whatever the latest. Here's the question: is. Are, Do you let your children onto Snapchat and uh, Instagram? No, and yes. And just the oldest, who's going to be a sophomore in high school. And I think maybe we'll. Um, I'm let, I, I, I hope, please uh, call in or, or submit your questions by Facebook. But one of the topics that maybe we'll visit about mm-hmm. if if uh, we have the chance is about technology. To. No, I I, I love the topic. I just gave a talk last week on distraction and indifference as obstacles to oh, discipleship. So and 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 uh, social media and frankly just uh, cell phones and the yeah. internet in general are. Uh, Great distraction. Absolutely. Well, the um, number to call in. Go ahead. Eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. Again, eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. Or you can submit any questions on Facebook. We have Doctor Chris Bergwald yes, and ma'am. Father Tyler Matson here to answer your questions. In case you're wondering, I'm not a medical doctor. I don't. I don't do certain <laughs> my goodness. hands. If you watch my hands shake, you would not want me to touch any your vital knees. organs. Um, I'm a, a doctor. <laughs> of sacred theology, uh, so that's that's why I'm on this segment. With, that's why we're stumping Bergwald today. <laughs> so uh, b- before we um, get to any questions or any other topics, mm-hmm. we do have a prayer request this sure. morning, Father. Um, somebody submitted this. Please pray for my mother who is having hip surgery on July 23rd. May her surgeons be skillful and may her healing be swift. So we uh, pray for uh, this woman. Uh, for indeed that her surgeons might be skillful and the healing might be swift. And and today we particularly seek the intercession of St. Bridget of Sweden, whose feast day we're celebrating. Sure. We ask this to Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. So... So there we go. Thank you. Uh, please feel free. Always, of course, if you have any particular prayer intentions that you'd like to submit. Mm-hmm. But if you have questions for us this morning, please feel free to do so. Yep. The so number fa- is 877 I just had to get in there one more time. Thank you. Father, what, do you, know, do you know, know much about St. Bridget of Sweden since I mentioned her already? Sure. Well, you know, it's actually kind of funny that we're uh, here at the Banquet of Great Ministry that serves those who are in need. Uh, because I was, I was doing a little uh, research on St. Bridget to get ready for my homily this morning, and she was a great lover of the poor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never knew that about her. Uh, and she uh, was a third order Franciscan, so kind of a lay Franciscan, and had a very uh, strong place in her life and her heart for those who were downtrodden and poor and in need. So, uh, reputation actually for helping those in need. So yeah. how beautiful that this is her feast day. Yeah. Was she born into a, a wealthy family? You know, I think she did okay. Mm-hmm. You know, she. I, I was actually surprised she had eight children. Yeah, married uh, for twenty eight years. Yeah, which is pretty amazing. Uh, if anybody says you can't have a bunch of kids and become a saint, Saint Bridget will say, "Nah, yeah. <laughs> or a nun." Anna. She became a nun too, didn't she? Well, a third order, third order. Well, she, she started mon- a monastery back in mm-hmm. Sweden, mm-hmm. but she—I uh, don't think she was. She was always a laywoman herself. I think. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She did start an order, but was always a laywoman. And uh, one of her daughters actually is, is known as a saint. So she saint had a daughter, Catherine. to Catherine. Yeah. So. Not too bad, Bridget. <laughs> well done, Bridget. Well done, Bridget. A plus from this side. She also was instrumental in um, <clears throat> uh, bringing an end to the Avignon papacy. So that, mm-hmm. that time when um, the Pope, who was the Bishop of Rome for well, a few decades, I think, sure. actually was in residence in southern France in the, the, the city of Avignon. Mm-hmm. Um, so the strange thing would be like, so for us here, our diocese, where we're at, uh, where we live and work, is the diocese 
Bishop Sway. responsible for that you're the bishop and i think the part that um i found interesting when reading through that is that she went to go get approval for this monastery or this group and as she travels there i'm i'm assuming she's planning to go visit but she ends up never coming back mm-hmm. right, <laughs> you know, right. as a woman i found that very strange yeah that's... but because of she needed to stay because can you fill in the blank no, I can't. Well, because she was trying to get the Pope back. In oh, the that's, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, sorry. That. All <laughs> right. Well, you know, it's interesting because, you know, St. Catherine of, of Siena kind of gets a lot of credit for that. She was a contemporary of St. Bridget. St. Catherine uh, had a great desire for the Pope to return to Rome, but right. Bridget was instrumental too, you know, yeah. and, yeah. and both St. Catherine and St. Bridget are co-patronesses, uh, co-patronesses of, of Europe. Europe. Yeah. So yeah. for you Scandinavians out there, like here in South Dakota, yeah. St. Bridget would be more of our patron than St. Catherine, who was Italian. Italian. You betcha. That's right. You betcha. <laughs> So, a uh, little bit there for you about St. Bridget. Again, if you have any questions for Father or myself this morning, or Heather, uh, you never know. You never know. Eight, I can make a mean omelet. <laughs> <laughs> we get that recipe uh, going. Eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. Again, eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. Or, as we said earlier, you can always submit your question by Facebook. We do have an anonymous uh, question this morning from Mandan. Um, the question from our listener Mandan was Father how can God love someone who continually falls back into sin from a human perspective it doesn't seem to make any sense uh, and I definitely get where that question is coming from you know I'm not, I don't know about you Father but uh, I think this is common you know when I go to uh, the sacrament of reconciliation when I receive confession or when I confess my sins and receive absolution um, I often am con- confessing the same sin over and over sure. and, over. and I do wonder you mm-hmm. know sometimes Am I? <laughs> if I hit the limit on this, right, one. right, okay. But we know that God's mercy is endless, and yet, mm-hmm. as as our listener is wondering, all right, notes from a human perspective, it, it doesn't seem to to make any sense. Now, before we kind of get into that, one response that I heard um, about the whole problem of uh, confessing the same sin over and over and over again um, is, at least you're not committing nuisance, right? So there's always that. <laughs> But, right. but always a silver lining. In, in, uh, <laughs> Father, what are your thoughts on, sure. on this listener's question? Well, it's a great question. I especially love that last line. From a human perspective, it doesn't make sense. And you know what? She's abs- or whoever this is, is absolutely right. It doesn't make sense. From a human perspective, uh, we have a limit to right. mercy. Right. You know, we limit mercy. You know, we're, we're three strikes and you're out kind of people. And uh, this type of question can only be seen from God's perspective. Uh, God, who, how do we know about God? Well, what, how he's revealed himself in sacred scripture. And, and one of my favorite lines of scripture, I can't remember where it's from now, but um, it says, the mercies of the Lord are new every single morning. Uh, imagine that every single morning, the mercies of God are new. Uh, and I think it just shows us God's heart, God's desire. Um, and especially in the person of Jesus Christ, right? That uh, St. Paul tells us in Romans that while we were still his enemies, Christ died for us. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a, a great consolation for us that even if I commit sin over and over and over again, if I if I desire to to get better, if I desire to become holy, um, but I you know but I'm human and I make mistakes, 
Um, the Lord's mercies are going to be new for me. Uh, Christ, who died for me, uh, is, is wants to extend that mercy to me. But we really have to start kind of thinking from God's perspective rather than a human perspective. And I think, too, just turning that frustration over to the Lord mm-hmm. as well, just asking. He, he knows our heart. He knows, mm-hmm. he knows us better than we know ourselves. So mm-hmm. he knows how frustrating that is for us when we, I mean, mm-hmm. I think most of us do. I, I do have my, you know, like, again, those recurring sins. And, and it does get frustrating. Sure. And I do, you know, hey, Lord, thank you for your mercy, uh, your, your endless, your, 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 your bounty mercy um, but free free me from this sure. mm-hmm. and then trusting that he will do that with our cooperation of course in his own uh, in his own good time sure yeah yeah something I like to kind of say is you know if if the devil um, can't get us to sin he'll try to get us to, to get be discouraged you know yeah. so yeah. so that's one thing too is, is just not to um, uh, not to get discouraged with yeah, those exactly. recurring sins. Because you know? that's, a, that's, a, that's a, also an attack of the enemy or a tool of the enemy mm-hmm. to try to discourage us and get us despair, to despair and turn from. That's the only that's the sin against the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. that, that we believe that God can't forgive our sins or refusing to repent of our sins. Well, and I'm going to take the, the layman's terms on this one just for the fact that as I'm listening to this explanation from you, Father, mm-hmm. I'm thinking about my toddler. Yeah. She's 16 now. But when she was a toddler, some nights you would put those kids to bed and it would be like, good night. Just, you know, I need a break. They have been naughty. They haven't been listening. They've been talking back. Mm -hmm. All these things and just driving you nuts. But guess what? The next morning when they wake up, they're the Mm -hmm. darn cutest things you've ever seen. (laughs) You know? And so I think that's kind of how I'm looking. That's my Absolutely. Nothing like a little hug and I'm sorry, Mommy, to to (laughs) melt your heart and forget all about, you know. And that's the human perspective. So (laughs) imagine God. He's so much bigger. So to our listener, Mandan, hopefully that will give you some solace and consolation. Hopefully there's something there that... Will will be helpful to you. We've got a, Father. We've got another sure. prayer request sure. by Facebook. Before we get to that, I want to remind uh, our listeners that you can call in. The number is eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. If you have any questions on faith or current events, the number is eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. Or you can also submit questions on Facebook. Okay. And we got a prayer intention submitted by Facebook. Sure, sure. So. Uh, Sherry says that she just has a lot going on in her life right now. Um, financial troubles, a lot of change, um, a lot of things that happen one thing after the next. And, and it's just starting to maybe uh, have some some trials of faith um, and just would like some prayers and some comfort. You know, I think uh, what what she's going through is going through, a lot of people are experiencing something similar where um, sometimes there are just seasons of life where it seems like it's one thing after the next, but we know the Lord is our, our rock and our strength. So we just turn to you now, Heavenly Father, and we especially pray for Sherry and, and for all those who might be experiencing life as burdensome or, or too much to handle. Um, we know that uh, your burden is light, um, your yoke is easy, and we ask that you would console us um, and recognize that after the cross always comes the resurrection. Um, we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thanks, Father. Sure. So, Sherry, hopefully that's, um, well, we offer that prayer on your behalf um, and that God will be with you and present to you as he always is, uh, particularly in those struggles that you're going through. All right. Well, if you want to join in on the conversation or want to start a new topic, feel free to give us a call at 877-795-0122. Again, 877-795-0122. Or you can submit any questions that you might have on Facebook. 
Okay. So lots of people have been calling in, and I think we're just getting things organized. So <laughs> it must be because you two are here. There we go. That must be what it is. So we actually have a, do have another um, listener question submitted anonymously. Father, wondering if you can address how one should deal with in-laws who are constantly on our property and violating our privacy. My husband allows it. How can we set boundaries so we can live happily? How can I be like St. Bridget? Hmm. Great question. Yeah, very practical question. Move to Rome. You know, yeah, move to Rome, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I think with something like this, I'd say uh, two things kind of have to be in tension. One, of course, is, uh, you know, boundaries are an important part of love. Boundaries allow us to love. So it's okay to set boundaries. Uh, it's To love doesn't mean that you're always being taken advantage of or you never have any privacy um, or uh, or anything like that. So boundaries are okay. Um, at the same time, uh, you know, when we're addressing something difficult like this, like maybe in-laws and maybe your husband um, is allowing it, uh, just in the married life, it's important that you work with your husband on a solution. Mm -hmm. um, just to share honestly with him about how you feel about it. Um, and then to say, hey, maybe is there some kind of compromise that we can come to together? Because um, they're your parents. And I know that, you you know, he, he probably loves his parents. Uh, and that's probably why he, he allows it. Uh, but 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 what's what sort of a way that we could make some boundaries, maybe certain days of the week that will just be for us and we don't need to worry about in-laws coming? Um, so I say that that's a sensitive process, but always to recognize that, um, to put love first. And, and if you're able to work with your husband, um, I'd say... Uh, that would be ideal too. But maybe Dr. Chris, as a married man, you might have a perspective <laughs> my, on this. <laughs> my, Jermaine and I are at the, the last day of this month here. Um, next Wednesday, celebrating 20 years. Wow. Congratulations. Uh, yeah. So I, I would echo what you said, and maybe um, I'd encourage the listener to maybe start with your husband. As Father, as you noted, um, he loves his parents, but the, also, the reality is it's also hard to have that conversation mm -hmm. with your parents. I mean, mm -hmm. they, they, they raised you when, mm -hmm. when we were, when we were babies, they took care of us. Um, so it, it might, that might be a challenge for him, but maybe d not to allow this to come between the two of you, um, or to allow it to come between the two of you any more than it already has, but really try to, I think, as, as you said, Father, to, for them to get on the same page sure, yeah. um, and, and pray about it mm -hmm. uh, and talk about it and then to set good boundaries. There's a great book by Dr. Henry Cloud. He's a counselor, Protestant counselor, but it's a fantastic book called Boundaries mm. um, where he talks about exactly these sorts of issues. Um, you know, the whole thing, good fences make good neighbors. I think there's something <laughs> true <laughs> yeah. about any relationship. Mm -hmm. Fences aren't permanent. They're not walls. It's not like the Berlin Wall. Mm -hmm. um, they have doors, they have mm -hmm. gates, um, so, but, but they're important, I think, for a sound and, and, and holy relationship. Right. And absolutely to make sure that, that your marriage is the first thing, you know, so uh, if anything is coming in between uh, just your relationship with your husband, uh, that's something that's important to, to address so that you can just live out that vocation. Um, then you will be like St. Bridget, you know, who really did live married life well. Amen. Amen. Right. So be sure to our prayers, listener, um, mm -hmm. for you in, in, in your situation that God would bring healing and wisdom and counsel in, in your relationship with your husband, but also um, with your in-laws. Mm -hmm. right. Amen. All right. Well, if you want to join in on the conversation or have a question about any current events or topics that you've always wondered about with our faith, um, give us a call at 877 
877-795-0122. Again, the number is 877-795-0122. Or you can submit any questions that you might have on Facebook. We have Dr. Chris Bergwald here and Father Tyler Matson answering your questions this morning. Trying their best, at least. Trying. So far, so good. <laughs> Haven't had any disasters yet, so that's good. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> so going back to the technology question yeah. I had before, I'm curious. You know, I have a 16-year-old, and you yep. also have... Children yep. of all ages. Yep. Well, not all ages. No, I mean, you don't have any yeah. little, little no. guys. <laughs> uh, 15 down to seven. Five kids, 15 down to seven. So what is your policy with technology? Do they We're have smartphones pretty, first off? Uh, no. At this point, no. Um, the oldest does have an iPod, um, which uh, virt- almost functions right. like an iPhone these days. I mean, you, if you have internet, mm-hmm. you can make a phone call and message and everything. Yeah. Um, so... No, and, and frankly, <laughs> we, um, all our kids are great kids. Our oldest is great, uh, but just we did learn um, how hard it is to monitor um, devices, mm-hmm. and so there, it's not becoming all-consuming. Apart from all the like the, the horrible things you can find online, the mm-hmm. ways it really can become a distraction, and the the impact it makes on our ability to be attentive to anything. Um, so because of that, the younger kids are not getting iPods at the age that our oldest was allowed to, which of course is always hard. You know, when you're, it's not fair. So-and-so when they were such and such an age, well, we know, but we learned. And, mm-hmm. um, so we we're pretty, as much as I love technology, um, I'm a bit of a, a, a tech geek a little bit. Um, just seeing how it's impacted me, my attention span, my ability to mm-hmm. be present to the people who are in front of me, squirrel, you yeah. know, I mean, how, I, just as an adult, um, let alone as as um, you know, children, tweens, teens, brains still in development. Literally, um, the internet. There's a great book called The Shallows by a tech journalist Nicholas Carr that came out years ago. And in The Shallows, um, Carr talks about how literally the internet rewires our brains. Neuroplasticity. Our brains are very malleable. They can be. They can rewire themselves. And this the the link culture of of the internet where you're always just clicking on links mm-hmm. has literally can literally rewire it's rewired my brain i mean 20 years ago when i was in grad school i could sit down and do like focused hard deep reading and thinking for hours like time would just fly by now it's like 10 minutes later like okay time for a break Let, how can i distract myself mm-hmm. hmm. um so that reality um, again, apart from the garbage, the immorality that you can find on the internet has really led me, for me myself, but then also how we parent our kids, to really try to draw good boundaries mm-hmm. um, with with the use of technology. Well, and I think it's scary what, because society's um, value system's dropping all the time, you know, mm-hmm. and what they think is acceptable and normal is... You know, constantly, I think, going down the tubes. And I, so what you what they think is normal and acceptable, they're trying to teach your child that that's yep. normal and acceptable, and it makes me want to scream. So yep. that's terrifying. Mm-hmm. And, and even apart, just the ability to have you know, regular human interaction. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I years ago, uh, one of our guests is going to be on later, my co- colleague, Emily Leadham, called me out because we were at a... Um, 
a gathering, a lunch gathering with some coworkers, and I was checking my phone. Mm-hmm. I mean, how often have you, you know have you been in a conversation with somebody? I'm, I'm getting my phone listeners and putting it right in front of me right now, mm-hmm. and and you're talking to them, and they're they're they get a notification, they look down and read it. Mm-hmm. Like, and I've done that before, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. and how how distracting that is, like. Be present to the person in front of you. Yeah. Okay, I could go on a rant. Okay, sure. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> Father, what do you think, Father? Well, you know, I think, you know, it's kind of funny that notification point because I think they have done studies that there's sort of a, a reward process yeah. that comes from that where when you get like a text message or an email on your phone and you're able to read it, like it feels good. You get like those endorphins and you get yep. rewarded Somebody for that. Somebody likes me. So then, so then like you're, you're like seeking it out and that's yep. why you're always checking your phone. Anything new when I get a text message, I get an email. Uh, you know, unfortunately, I try to do a, an hour of prayer each day and I'll have my cell phone on me, usually just for the clock so I can see what time it is. But man, do I sometimes get distracted and I'll be like, oh, I should look up something about St. Bridget for my homily. Oh, yeah. I should, I should link to what's about, what about the Bridgetines? Oh, next thing I know, I'm like looking <laughs> yeah. at a Wikipedia page about who knows what, because like, <laughs> and exactly. my time of prayer is almost over. But you know, that's, and that's just the, the thing with technology is it can be such a helpful tool. Yep. Um, and there's so much good. Uh, so much good content out there from from good Catholic resources uh, to help you grow in your faith through technology. But I think, like you said, that boundaries is so like anything in your life. Um, uh, temperance is going to allow you to enjoy something and to use it well, um, but then also not to become uh, overruled by it. So you know, I'm looking at a plate of donuts right now on the table. Right, distraction. And, you know, and I could like say I want the whole plate. Which maybe I, but that won't be good for me. But maybe one, <laughs> one would be okay, you know. And I think that's sort of the thing with technology is like, can you set some kind of boundaries for yourself Amen. where a little bit's okay, but you don't want to get overwhelmed by it. Amen. Yeah. We have a few minutes left. Uh, if you'd like to submit a question about technology, um, anything, current events, as Heather mentioned earlier, the number is eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two, or you can submit. The question by Facebook. So again, technology can be useful. <laughs> yes, um, yes we're asking you to use it <laughs> properly. Uh, one of our guests who will also be on later, Dr. Edward Shree, in his book um, "Into His Likeness," which is on um, the basics of of living a life of discipleship to Jesus Christ, talks about how technology uh, has has it really does impede our ability to follow Jesus Christ more closely. Mm-hmm. Even like even the great things like podcasts and Catholic mm-hmm. radio shows, mm-hmm. um, we, we have to be moderate because sometimes, well, not sometimes, because we need to really be attentive to uh, seek after, rather, a life of contemplation. Yeah, and I heard I heard a phrase recently that really struck home to me where uh, they said that through technology, we can tend to export our interior life, yeah. export our interior life, mm. which basically means I'm not staying present to the reality of God within me. And instead, I'm trying to just, like, find it on Instagram or Facebook. And mm. uh, there's something about just, like, staying present to what's going on with you, like you said, to, to contemplate the mysteries exactly. within your own person. Yeah, looking for, I mean, we as Christians, we believe that Jesus Christ is present in the face of every person that I encounter and in every circumstance of my life. Mm-hmm. But if I'm standing at the grocery store checkout line um, and, and there's a couple of people in front of me and I immediately pull out my phone to distract myself from mm-hmm. the, that those few minutes of boredom, I'm missing the possibility of seeing our Lord present mm-hmm. and something that he might want to speak to me. Yeah. Right. Well, and I just had an encounter um, 
I'll give the phone number one more time, 877-795-0122. We still have a couple minutes you just distracted for your yourself. question. You, I know. You, yeah, so it's my anyway, job. Yeah. 877-795-0122. But I was at Last Stop CD Shop, one of my favorite stores in town. Mm-hmm. They were having half-off books and movies. Oh. So we were. I was there alone, and it was really funny because it brought back memories. I don't know if Father Tyler will remember this or not. Memories of going to Blockbuster <laughs> and standing there staring at all the different movies and how people would shift and move around each other oh, yeah. so they could see. I ended up having a conversation with a random person, and it lasted for a half an hour. Oh. And I got to actually... She asked me what I do for a living, and of course, I'm like, Catholic Radio. Well, then that just launched into a whole Mm. discussion about faith. Yep. And that's because I was felt prompted by God to say, this reminds me of being at Blockbuster. (laughs) 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 You know, but Mm. being open to having those interactions again is important. That's so, my story. There we go. So, Father, um, <laughs> you mentioned earlier you're preparing for your homily. We talked about St. Bridget. Uh, I, I love the first reading at Mass mm. for today, which is the, the, the crossing of the Red Sea by right. Moses and the Israelites mm-hmm. in Exodus. Uh, and just how, I mean, I think for me, um, that the Charlton Heston movie, <laughs> The Ten Commandments, mm. where he plays Moses, mm-hmm. probably is just, even with its bad 1950s, 60s visual effects, uh, still, so I don't know. That, that's the image that I often have, um, and, and there's that reality of well, a couple of things I love. Just of course, the passing through the water and an image mm-hmm. of baptism there. Sure. But then also how our Lord through the pillow of fire, we read that God casts a glance upon the Egyptians mm-hmm. and it sends them into terror, uh, and, and just how I think sometimes I domesticate God. Yep, right. You know, I, I make him like a little pet, kind of, rather than the Lord and Master and Creator mm-hmm. of the universe. Um, one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit is fear fear of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm um, afraid, like a slave would be afraid of that their master might beat them, but am I that awe and wonder that mm-hmm. he is God and I'm not? Hmm. Yeah, isn't that amazing? And actually, uh, it was, it's funny you mentioned Ten Commandments. Cause I was going to say. I always think of the movie Prince of Peace yeah, or the DreamWorks film. Uh, but, you know, I, I was just talking to somebody recently. They asked me, you know, well, isn't God just like a superhero? Isn't he just like the best person in the Marvel universe? Mm-hmm. And I, I got to say, well, no, he's like not even part of our universe. Yep. He is so outside of that. He's not just the greatest thing in this world. He is completely beyond it. Yep. Uh, and sometimes we forget that. I'm, uh, I've been studying the Psalms lately and, uh, there's this one Psalm, Psalm 33, where it says, you know, the Lord opened his mouth and there were the heavens and the, yep. and the earth and the deeps. Like the Lord just like whispers and everything you see is created. Just an image for us of how grand God is. And yet, like for the reading today, he enters into history and he chooses a people. And yep. he's like, I'm with the Israelites. Yep. Uh, and how amazing that is for us too, who have been called. And cool. so he is, and he is just as he is with the Israelites uh, th- uh, 3,500 years ago, give or take a century or two, he is with each one of us mm-hmm. today. Um, well, and he desires quick- to save us. And how quickly how quickly we 
you know, don't give God the credit he deserves. Mm-hmm. You know, we tend to make him a small God. And I think asking for big, crazy things is um, probably flattering to him. Amen. <laughs> yeah, because we can start to think, well, I don't think God can actually do this in my life. Right. Well, exactly you know, right. if God can whisper and create the universe, you know, mm, God I think can, he could handle it. Can, <laughs> certainly the concerns of our life, which are, which are big and important to us. You know, he, his, and his he can, love, he wants to help us. Exactly. Thanks for being here this morning, Father. Yeah, well, thanks for having me and hope the rest of the morning goes well for you. Yeah, Thanks. It shall. Thanks. It shall. Thank you to all those who called in or wrote in with your questions and your prayer intentions. Just a reminder that this segment is on at 9.30 Central Time every Monday through Friday. Up next, Dave Elkier will join us to dive into a great opportunity to be re-energized in our faith. And later in the show, we'll be ready for touring the events around the area for the 10-minute tour. You're listening to Real Presence Live. This is Dr. Chris Bergwald. And I'm Heather Carroll. And we'll see you after the break.